right. 30 seconds before the record button was hit. Right. I mean, I already pressed it, so whatever. Yeah, All right, so this is going to be a little bit raw and unfiltered. This will be another timed exclusive for Patreon. Uh, but uh, I guess... Well, Cajun's back on the show with me today. Obviously, you guys hear him talking at the beginning here. There's going to be a lot, lot more of me and Cajun over the next coming weeks because of what's been happening. Uh, we're going to try to get Dion here to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But on that note, this episode is not going to be about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's going to be about life, but there is some things we have to say pertaining to life and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And what I wanted to say, and the reason we hit record right before uh, we started recording this, was I was talking to Cajun. What I wanted to bring up was excuse me um i think the reason that the stuff in the last input the last episode and the the isaiah shit and the 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 speech that sam gives is so impactful is because they had no clue what was going to happen in the world in the real world was going to happen at the same time this show was out yeah no so i was just saying just it's been really i don't know if i call it weird coincidental fortunate it's been a bunch of different different adjectives but this, this, this show has been planned in the background of what's been happening yeah i mean they recorded a lot through covid and stuff so they obviously knew that the uh derek chauvin and george floyd situation was going on um but to, but to air during the trial yeah like, they didn't know that was gonna happen right no clue and, and to to get the verdict the week uh, the week of the final episode with a black man taking up the mantle of Captain America and then giving that extremely powerful speech about how I carry the stars and stripes as a black man and millions of people hate me for doing it. Fucking wow! Like, and then to to top it off with, I started crying. I oh, I cried I through most of that episode. Well, after the credit stuff. Um. It's again not not to make this whole thing about that. Um, it just it just made sense, and it strikes a chord with Black America that might be different than other people watching the show, and I don't think they realize that. Especially yet again with what's going on this week with uh, Derek Chauvin actually getting uh, a, a guilty verdict on all three counts, which was something that the reason that we're surprised about it. Is because we don't get this justice. Brother, did you see his face? Oh God! No, you weren't watching. Live. I no, I've w- I've watched several of the recordings now. Yeah, because I was texting you. I almost missed it. I'm sitting here like, you know, charge one guilty, charge two guilty, and, and like I looked up and I saw his face. It was this man was so surprised. This man looked like he watched his white privilege card get cut up. And oh yeah. Handed back to him like an expired. Absolutely. Card. The look on his face was, but I'm white. It really was. But I'm a police officer that's really white. It was. And then to hear the prosecution go motion to revoke bail. Oh, yeah. It's because they didn't want him to take his own life. No, I know. But just, just hearing Oh, well, I know. I know. And, but it, and watching if him. he got out, if he got out on bail. Oh, God. He'd have killed his wife, his kids, himself. Yeah, easily. Easily. It would have been another example of exactly what's wrong with this country. Um, I mean, the fact that he's not in general population should tell you something. They don't want him in there because they know that he's going to get killed by somebody in prison. Put him in, Jim Pop. Oh yeah, he absolutely deserves it. Whatever happens, whatever happens to this man next, he deserves. Period. Point blank. I don't care. Um, he should have pled guilty from the beginning. Yeah. And just. He knew what he did. Oh yeah, he did. He, he did. And the fact, did. the fact that they had history, and they didn't, they didn't even bring that up in the trial. The fact that they had a history together. They really like the, the prosecution was just like we don't even need to talk about that because 
this is black and white, cold-blooded murder on video. I reckon that they probably did, but the little powwow before the trial itself, the judge would probably be like, yeah, we're just, don't even bother. Yeah. Don't bring that up, it's irrelevant. I'll throw the trial out. I mean, because I don't know how many corporate juries or anything you've ever sat on. I mean, they do stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they present their, their evidence preliminarily, and everybody decides this is going to be admissible, this is not going to be admissible. Right. On, on whatever grounds. I, I think that's what happened, is they're like, no, we're not talking about his history. Right. Because we don't want the narrative to be about him being racist. We're going to talk about the case, what happened. Right, and okay, it's, it's funny that you said that, because a lot of people don't realize, and a lot of people are saying that the narrative has been that, oh, he was a racist cop, and that's it. And it's like, it's absolutely not what is going on. I watched that trial in its entirety. There was not a single thing brought up about him being a racist. I don't think... Well, now I really sound like I'm far away. I gotta hit this up again. I don't think... Uh, Unless I missed something looking away while I was, I was you know, working and, and stuff. That was a long trial. That was long coverage. Oh, yeah. Hours and hours and days of coverage. I uh, I couldn't... I, I, I myself, I didn't watch the trial. Um, because... Like, honestly, I'm at a level of uh, black trauma to where there's only so much more of it that I can experience before I need to go see a therapist, and that's real. Like, I, I just wanted to be able to argue about it and know what I was talking about. Because I knew, I knew whatever whatever the verdict came, we got to fight about it after the fact. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was following I was following the proceedings. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, no, I, I, I just wanted, because I'm going to call people out on it. And ain't nobody gonna tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. I know what I watched. I know what I saw. I know what I heard. I know the testimonies that. But I just I think heard. it's funny that the people that uh, are saying that the the media is pushing a narrative are the ones that are pushing the narrative. Oh, they want this racial divide. They want well, it's. I mean, the the, the trail wasn't about that. It was indeed about a black man being. It was indeed about a black man being killed by a white cop, but. It wasn't about him being racist. Nobody said that. What we were saying is that the fact that this black man was killed by this white cop and the fact that it is steadily happening damn near weekly at this point needs to change. The response and, and the lack of empathy is racist. Yeah. That's what, what I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, y'all think we want the racial divide? Y'all think we want to be looked at funny when we're out with our white, white friends or not be able to associate with, with people we've built relationships with because somebody don't like it or, or somebody else that they know doesn't like it and they, and they don't want to disappoint their mom or dad or whatever Shit. We right don't want, we don't want this and that's exactly the issue is um people don't realize what we go through on a regular and i mean like this is going to be, the, today's episode is going to be another part of um, the Storyteller series. I know Cajun got to talk about a lot of his story, and I really haven't covered a lot of my own. And, I mean... No, I've never heard that Sunflower Sea story. Yeah, yeah. I, I, never, I never knew that. Yeah, there was, um... Just this week. Just, just, just this week. The, the week that we found out that this man was actually going to be held accountable for his actions. The week that we were like... The conversations finally started. The week that we realized that, yes, the conversation started, but there needed to be a conversation a long time ago. I'm at my job, and this man hands me his stuff that he wants to buy, 
continues to walk closer to me. Cajun doesn't even know this entire story. Walks closer to me as he hands me the product and goes, if every one of those cops in Minnesota were to resign right now, I wouldn't blame them at all. And I said, what? And I stopped. I stopped for a second because I was just taken back by it. Like, what the fuck? And I looked at him and I said, and what the hell does that have to do with me doing my job and getting you your stuff right now? Oh, well, well, nothing. That's just my opinion. It's about your safety and his safety and their safety. It's about, it's about all of our safety. We just, we just need to get to a point to where we're listening to police again. And I was like, that has nothing to do with what's going on with me right now. That has nothing to do with me doing my job right now. So I'm not going to talk about it. And I walk over to my boss and I hand him the other thing. And I was like, get this so we can get him the fuck up out of here. And I said it to where he could hear me. I'm not sure if he did. Now, excuse me, this is an old white man that clearly he's done this before he has he has approached random people at my job before and apparently he has you could tell that he does it to people in general and then one of the people on my comments on facebook said that he did it to him um and this is a white guy and i'm not excusing his actions for anybody but what i'm saying is he waited till specifically the black dude at the store to approach and bring this up and it pissed me to fuck off because the reason that he did it was because he wanted to get a reaction out of me. And what a lot of y'all don't realize is we as black people, and I have said this before, are not allowed to be reactionary in these situations because if we are, then we're proving these people right. If I hit him, like a lot of my friends are like, I would have just beat his ass. And it's like, oh, that's great. You have that option. I had to cuss him out. That's great. You have that option. I don't have that option because my immediate thought was if I flip out on this guy, he's going to call somebody. He's going to potentially call the police because this is what he wants. And then I happen to get the one officer McTrigger happy and I don't make it home to see my daughter. I don't have the time to react to these things because I have to worry about Am I going to see my kid anymore? Am I going to see my fiance anymore? Am I going to see my brother? Am I going to see my parents? Am I going to see my sister? Am I going to see my friends anymore based on the fact that I look the way I do and this band looks the way he does? It's not fucking fair. And I was literally shaking after that experience because I can't do anything about it. And I know a lot of y'all are going to listen to this like, no, fuck that. You shouldn't. No, we can't. Black people that are listening to this need to realize that we can't. A lot of, most of us do realize that we can't do that. White people that are listening to that, this, y'all need to realize we don't have the luxury of stepping away from ourselves and becoming what they want us to. Because if we do, we represent the whole of black America. Because then, like Cajun and I were saying before we started recording this, the headline would read, white customer attacked by angry employee, angry black employee. You wouldn't even say white customer. Oh, yeah. You don't have to identify someone as being white. It would just say customer attack by angry black employee. That's, that's all it would say. It just... It's just... And then... And then... You got to, well, maybe he just wanted to have a conversation with you. you. You can't just walk up to a black person and immediately open with, quote, some black people shit. You, you can't do that. Doesn't feel good to us. Uh, it, it's the equivalent of walking up to a big white, uh, I'm stuck on a black and white thing, a 
big woman and just going, how long, uh, when's the baby due? Right. Right. If, and this, and you know what? That's funny. That's really funny. It's because we're expected. And mind you, like Cajun and I aren't the type of people that'll do that. We won't walk up to a woman and say, oh, how far along are you? Nah, especially if we don't fucking know you, we're not going to have that conversation. But we're expected to be like, oh, that's rude. That's terrible. You shouldn't say that. But if somebody says, oh, well, did you? Okay. When I was working uh, at another place 12 years ago? No. Yeah, when I first started, um, before Obama got in office, all white dude in a wheelchair rolls up to me. Didn't know me from Adam. Never met this guy before. I bet you're voting for Obama, aren't you? I knew that was coming. And I was like, you don't know shit about me. Because mind you, Cajun and I have had this conversation. When Barack Obama was vo- was running against John McCain, McCain almost got my black ass. He was so close. And then I was like, wow, I like what this guy is saying. I almost voted a Republican ticket that year. And then he let Sarah Palin talk. That's a whole other conversation. But. I remember when I first got hit to, to Obama, it was actually from John. I don't even think he was really on the ticket or anything yet. He was doing like some random or Snapchat. I don't know what he was doing. It was like some internet reaching out to, to fans. I don't know what it was. But my brother was like, hey, you should check out this candidate. And I'm, <laughs> my reaction was some black dude on Facebook? Like, what? Like, I'm laughing at it. Like, that's not, that's not, that's not a serious thing. Right. So, like, shit, even me. But, yeah, no, turns out. Yeah, no, he did really kind of come out of, out of left field, though. I don't remember there being, like, an initial big national announcement at least before I had already known who he was right because of the stuff and right but brother's big into politics so he probably digs through the dark web but I guess really what what the biggest thing was about that to me is like it was automatically assumed that we were voting for him because he was black and like I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't vote for Barack Obama because he was black. I voted for Barack Obama because he was the better candidate for me at the at that time. And um, black, white, purple—I don't care. I mean, obviously, I voted for a white guy this year. <laughs> well, this election. You can't, you can't just shoot a black person. In. I think we're gonna have a left, favorite, left flavor play be on a Democratic ticket. It happened already. Look at what happened. When did I miss that? Kanye, not 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 Flavor Flav, Kanye West. Oh no, I'm talking about Flavor Flav. Oh no, yeah. shit, no. Let no. Flavor Flav be on a ticket, like. Nah, but uh, Kanye, like people expected we were gonna vote for Kanye just because he was black. Uh, fuck Kanye West. Nah, I'm not doing that. I mean, I fucks with the graduation. Oh yeah, but uh, that's a, that's neither here nor there. That's a whole that, again. That's, this, this is why we're branching out and making other shows. Um, but the assumption is always made because we look a certain way that we do certain things like i i mean the stereotypes are real i will tell you i cannot hoop to save my life i can't play basketball people look at me and they assume i can because i'm black i can't play basketball at shit as uh, for shit at all at all um people look at me and they assume that i don't know certain types of music when in fact i do listen to a little bit of everything so, like, I've had people come into my job before and walk past me to ask the white guy about the new Metallica album when it came out when I'd listened to it all weekend. He hadn't. I really wouldn't even be mad at it except for the accompanying comments that come along with it. Like, or are they trying to sound hip and shit, talking to yeah. black people? Like, Obviously, we all have buy into our own 
different stereotypes. Well, I mean, I've, I've said it before too. Like, if we, if as a as a planet, we addressed our own personal prejudices, prejudices and biases, the world would be a better place. All of us have a prejudice or a bias that we don't address. Every single fucking one of us. Um, but when you like, I don't go up to white people and go. Just, you hear about the new white boy rapper? I don't do that. Yeah, just don't let something stupid come out of But white people have come to me and said, did you see about the new brother in country music? The guy was talking about Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker had been in country for a decade at that point. So I'm like, what do you mean new? And it's like, sir, do you not know that one of the biggest country artists from decades ago was black? Charlie Pride? Did you know that? Oh, wait, I bet you didn't. Because we don't, again, it's that assumption that we're going to know everything that is every little black thing. And I tell, Cajun and I are a prime example of this shit. Ask me about a bunch of modern day black entertainment. Can't tell you shit about it. Really can't. I don't know shit about what's happening. I've never watched an episode of The Game. I've never watched an episode of Power. I've never watched an episode of Scandal. I've never watched, uh, what's uh, the one on HBO right now? God damn it, not Lovecraft Country. See, we neither one of us even know the name. That's I was about to be like, so you hear that new Timmy Turner remix? I hate you. <laughs> I can't even think of the dude's name that does it now. That was designer. Yeah, designer. Yeah, you know the only reason I know him, and yet again, this is a this is for a different episode. But the only reason I know who Designer is is because he um just did a song right after Lil Nas X and we do need we need to come back and actually I'm, I, that will be the one I see if I can get Tank on uh, little, right after Lil Nas X did Montero and there was that big fallout over that which y'all leave that boy alone um, I saw it popped up on my YouTube feed from Vivo because I follow Vivo video that designer did a song called A Man and I listened to it I was just like I'm curious so I listened to it and I was like okay so y'all consider Montero blasphemous but not this is it because he's a straight guy? Because, I mean, he's mixing secular music and gospel music, so what, y'all ain't got a problem with that? I was gonna say, there was that, uh, that goes smacking my lips again. <laughs> that one, I don't even remember his name, but when everybody was piggybacking off of Eminem's Rap God, not Rap God, Kill Shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody was piggybacking off of that. One rapper, it was a white dude, he ended up, uh, he had like actors in a graveyard and they all had on this witch doctor face paint or whatever, blood, candles, all sorts of shit everywhere. I heard a beep about it. Nah, no, you won't. The song was dope, but like, right. I ain't here, like, no. Insecure is the one I've never watched before. I just found it. Um, that's Issa Rae. Mind you, I want to watch that one. I will watch that one at some point in time. But there's just a lot of shit that people just automatically assume about black folks. I don't own... I haven't owned Madden in, what, six years? It's been a long time since I bought a copy of Madden. You stopped buying it before I did. Yeah, and then I haven't owned... The last 2K I bought was 2K18, and that was because it was $3 on the, on the PlayStation Store. Which is not talking about 2K. <laughs> But that's the point. So like, awful. this is, I mean, this, again, this, this episode today is going all over the place, okay, but this is because, about 2K. We gotta get Twitch on here. right, but it just, it's so, fu- we aren't 
we don't fit into your mold. We're not a monolith. We're not all the same person. We're not all the same. We're, we're black people and we're proud of being black people, but every black person is different. Just like every other person on the planet is different. You don't look at white people and all think they fit into one pretty little mold because when you look at white folks, you see Irish, you see German, you see um, British, you see everything. But when you look at black people, you see black. And you know the reason that is, is that's because as black Americans, our history has been taken from us. So being black is what we have, but being black is not universal. It's not all that we are. No, because Jamaicans don't fuck with what we have half the time. Right. That. That's a peaceful baby, nigga. No, but really, though, I mean, what, what you're saying, we're not allowed. We are not culturally allowed to be different people. Right. We're just not. As far as the average, which is what really we try to get people to understand like as far as the, the average white American is concerned, yes, we have some amazing friends, some amazing family. We've been fortunate. Outside of our bubble, the average white American looks at me and David and sees the same person. Oh yeah. Period. If there's no Dude, do you know when I left when I left GameStop, when I stopped working at GameStop, uh, a friend of mine, TJ, was working there. Uh they thought he was me. We don't even look the same. I'm taller than he is. He's smaller than I am. And I've I had people like, oh, you work at both places? And it's like, no. <laughs> That's another black guy. We're not the same. How many times have we have I shown you the Facebook comments about me and my brother in the middle of a snowstorm? It's like, oh, I saw you walking down the street the other day. No, you didn't. Well, yeah, I did. Well, first and foremost, if you did see me walking in the middle of a blizzard, why didn't you pull over to pick me up? Secondly, we're not all that's not me and Tank. That's a completely different person. And for the record, me and Tank are different people. It's just, we don't, and we have to take that shit all in stride. A lot of it we have to take on the chin. Because if we react to it, we're the bad guy. We're the, uh, we're the thug that they want us to be. And it's, it's being almost 40 and having a nine-year-old little girl and realizing the way the world sees me and realizing the world way the world sees my daughter and realizing the way the world sees my niece. It's taxing. Like, to quote Bruce Banner, like, legit from the Avengers movie, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry people don't realize that I wake up daily pissed the fuck off at the world I wake up daily worried that something's going to happen to somebody that I care about I wake up daily worried about leaving my house and people are like you can't live like that don't have a choice oh I don't watch the news I don't have a choice I have to pay attention to the news Right. You can't. You can't be. We can't be the black guys that are just okay with everything. Like, oh no, this is still the land of the free. I have so many opportunities. We don't get 
to do that. I don't know if it's because of where we live, how much money we don't have. I don't know. I don't know what it is. All I know is me and him can't do it. We can't be that black guy that gets up on YouTube and defends every everything because this is America, this is the land of the free, and we're lucky to be here, by golly. Like, we don't get to do that. And, and, and you know what's, what really gets annoying is when there are black people that are playing into the rhetoric and to the and to the narrative and we're either compared to them or we're constantly shown a stream of their bullshit this black guy thinks that why don't you and this is the reason that some there's some conversations that we have as black people that y'all will never fucking hear that's what really pisses me off is there's stuff that we need to say to each other to our communities to our family and friends and we can't we can't say it. we can't say it in the public space we can't say it in a, in a recordable forum. There, there's a number of you that's going to take what we say and go, oh, look, you're going to twist it. You're, you're going you're to put it into a perspective that is not the right perspective because the only proper perspective is our perspective. It's our experience, period. You don't get to take it and put it through the lens of whatever. The black experience can't be thrown through somebody else's lens. It, it doesn't fucking work. It can't. And that's, that's, that's what y'all do with the conversation. And we ain't even get to talk about what well, we haven't yet mentioned some of the other things we wanted to hit because we get sidetracked so much. Yeah. I say it now. The girl that died in, in Columbus this week. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely terrible situation. Could have been avoided easily. Could have been avoided from a lot of factors. Uh, I am not going to say I don't blame the cop. I do. He didn't need to shoot her. What I am going to say about this entire situation is every adult in that community is just as much as at fault as that cop is. Every single one of them. And even like here, we're still not the same black dude. Because we disagree on that a little bit. Yeah. I agree. And I feel the same thing about the community I was raised in these communities. But I've even had this conversation with them. I swear to God. Let me hear somebody say, oh, Cajun doesn't weigh in the clock. This is not the case. I understand what it sounds like, what's about to come out of my mouth. And I'm not going to say the killing was justified, because I do not believe that. I do personally believe that what happened was going to happen the way it happened, all things considered. I do believe that. I understand David doesn't believe that. This is a very, 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 very rare case. But I also don't believe that that girl needed to die. Did I say that right? I'm getting all mixed up. That girl did not need to die. Right. That much I do believe. I am sad that she is dead. Well, it's the same thing. Like I said, I, I totally, I totally don't feel that she needed to die. But I, I don't. I'm not saying the cop was just doing his job. I will never fucking oh, say God, that. No. I'm not saying that the cop was justified at all in this what I'm saying is this was a hundred thousand percent avoidable yeah, there, there's so much blame to go around and it's not just that oh he pulled his weapon and he killed her He that is exactly what happened but he did save someone's life I will admit he that he did I'll he did indeed he, saved someone's he life. did indeed but there are more factors of this case that we're just finding yeah. out Cage and I were looking at it earlier that this 16-year-old girl was fighting two grown women. And that 
And this isn't even about, and, and we've, we've touched on this before, this isn't even about me and Cajun having to save the world complex, because we both fucking clearly have that. This is about the fact that if I see adults fighting, that's on y'all. Unless it's completely unfair. That's on y'all. I, I actually had a guy say that when I worked at Geneva on a lake years ago. He was like, oh, I remember you were down there. You let me get beat up by those four guys. That didn't fucking happen. I don't let people get jumped. It's not a thing. I don't care if I don't like you. I don't let you get jumped. It's not a thing. But if it's a one-on-one -on -one adult fight, that's you. I don't care. If it's a one-on-one, -on -one, if it's a two-on-one adult fight, and it's because you have said something racist, homophobic, um, sexist, you attacked a woman, whatever, you're getting stomped out. Or just generally wasn't minding your own damn business. Right. You're getting stomped out. Not my problem. If it is children fighting, especially black children, we already have a fucking strike against us. I can't let that happen. There are videos that Cajun and I have both shared in the last couple of years, and some of our other friends have shared, where it's been black people fighting, black kids fighting, and black men have pulled over, and black women have pulled over, and told them, y'all can't do this. Because we can't. And whether we 100% agree about the situation at all, whether we, whether we, we bump heads about it at all, the fact remains that Cajun and I are both fathers to little girls. And what we saw in Columbus made us think that that could have happened to one of our kids. I mean, 98% on the same page is still pretty good. Right. And what is the problem about it is the situation could have been avoided. That was, that was a community failure on all sides. The residents, the police, all, all of it. This is the one time. I mean, let me go back. See, we, we got the, the army sergeant done just one more. We got the dude that was killed in George Floyd's. I'm trying to think of the deaths that have occurred recently. Oh, and this did just the attacks in general, not this, even deaths. This is the first time recently that I will say this is not a protestable. Oh yeah, event. I don't believe that we need to be up in arms in Columbus right Still now. Still needs to it. be a conversation. I need. I do believe that. Um, it's not justifiable force at all. He he did save that other girl's uh, other woman's that woman's life. I will give him that. But the conversation needs to be had. We need to have a lot of different talks, and some of the talks need to be consolidated and segregated. And we've needed to have these talks for a very long time. The the the, the George. The, the Derek Chauvin, because that's the other problem too. It wasn't a George Floyd case. It was the Derek Chauvin trial. I just avoid saying his name. Right. I mean, it's different here. This, this isn't a clickable thing. Right. I know what you I mean. Don't, I don't like contributing to the metadata. Of oh, I know what you making mean. Making these people famous. I know what you mean. Um, uh, but that's uh, well, it's just like we call him forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. The, that is just a stepping stone in a much larger pond. Uh, actually, at this point, at this point, at this point, it's not even a stepping stone, like yeah, you're saying, and it's not a pond; it's an ocean. Um, because the problem is persistent, and when you have people like Candace Owens, uh, who I didn't even want to say her name, but when you have people like her, that will go and they will push the rhetoric of, "Oh, I think the verdict was wrong," because uh, they're painting George as this saint and he was helping in the community, and it's like, okay, that's that's great, that's great, because he was, but. 
The problem is, and the reason that I started the Storyteller Project in the first place, was because anytime a person of color dies, any time we are killed at the hands of some form of violence, whether it be police violence, whether it be honestly gang violence, whether it watch. be neighborhood Jeez. watch, never be whether it be anything, we are immediately they find something wrong about us. Look at the black celebrities. Look at black celebrities that have died. When Tupac was killed, nobody talked about the charity organizations that he started. When Left Eye was killed, the well, well, died in a car accident. She wasn't killed when she was killed when she died in a car accident. Nobody talked about the fact that she was in Honduras helping people. They just talked about the fact that she accidentally burned down her ex-boyfriend's house. That was black people included. We don't talk about the positive impact that people of color have. We don't talk about the positive impact that people of color have when they're alive. Barack Obama was berated for wearing a fucking tan suit. Meanwhile, Christine, what's her face from a Colorado university, gets this glowing journalistic review of all the students she helped and of a teacher she was. I don't care. She was at the riots. Right. She stood next to people wearing Nazi logos and Confederate flags and, and chant. I don't give a damn how charitable, how charitable her life was. She committed a treasonous act against a United States, well, not even one, against multiple United States officials and, and, and appointees and federal property, and I'm and I gotta sit here and listen to and read article after article about how many racist bones in her body she doesn't have, and how nice she was, and how much her students love her. And here's another one I didn't get to talk to you about yet. There's another article coming out about her that it wasn't even her fault. It was her husband's fault, and she just went along with it because she loves him. What? Nope. What? Nope. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. You didn't show up on January 6th and march from where 45 had his speech to the Capitol building because you loved your husband. Nope. That's what the last one was saying about her. Nope. It, he indoctrinated her. All the plans were his. He was the one with all the connections to... I love this man sitting next to me to death. I, I really do. The day he starts conspiring to, to do some felonious, retarded shit is the day I stop talking to him. Yep. I don't want to be a part of it. No. I don't care. No. And, and, and this I got nothing to do with, oh, but she was married to, oh, I don't care what the relationship is. Jeannie and I have been together for 12 years. Mm-hmm. If I was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to storm the Capitol building. She'd smack the shit out of me. And that's not because of the type of... I mean, and actually that is because of the type of woman a genie is. But it is 2020 goddamn one. If we are going to play this game, then everybody that's done anything wrong ever is not responsible for their own actions. You said that term. Where is all them play stupid games, win stupid prizes, people? Right. Where is all of them at? Right. Uh, here's a better one for you. You ready? You ready? She should have complied. They ain't even say that about them. They ain't even say that about them. And this is the problem. The difference in... in, in I don't even know what word I want to use. I, I really don't. The difference in reaction and 
perception towards black people is different than towards white people. It just is. It absolutely is. Really? What the hell is that? This is not the time. Calling all secret agents. Oh, God. The mission is to complete your chores. I'm gonna have to see if I can clip that out. <laughs> oh no, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I might leave um, it. Um, what was I saying? It just the different. We're gonna go back to the Columbus incident. <gasps> we don't have the time or even the media resources right now to show you these things, but I promise you these events have happened. If you compare events to where police have showed up to violent white incidents versus violent black incidents, you can see from the begin the very, 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 very beginning of police interaction, they're different. Look at look at the Capitol building itself. Last year there was there was a nonviolent a nonviolent protest featuring Black Lives Matter, which black people and supporters of, of black people that weren't weren't people of color or white people, there was Asian people, there was Hispanic people, all showing up. That was planned, they knew what was happening, they got permits, the whole nine. National Guard was there. They've known about January sixth for months. They knew about it for months ahead of time. And this is before Biden got in office. This is a big one. Everybody knows. And there was no National Guard response. Uh, 45 refused to release the National Guard. Um, And there was the, I mean, there was the Columbus, not Columbus, there was the D.C. police force. There was the Capitol police force. And that's fine. You know what? I'm happy the police force did their goddamn job that day. And here's the other thing. I'm not happy that this woman died that day. Because this should have never gotten there. What I'm happy about is the fact that they were able to do do their jobs that day. But on that same note, there's video of the police letting people into the Capitol building after telling them not to come in. Coverage of that. Most of the coverage I've seen about it is about the white cops outside and how brave they were quote, that's not my opinion, that's just what I've read and listened to, how brave they were by pretending to cooperate so that the crowds didn't get more hostile and keeping tensions down, which is bullshit, that's not what they were doing. Nah, Cajun, we had a prime example of that in the, in, in the last episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Meanwhile, the black officer on the inside, where they had managed to get in, is a coward and shouldn't be a cop. Why is he a cop if he's running from the crowds? Y'all want to know what the hell that man was doing? He was intentionally leading the crowds away from the vice president. He knew where the vice president was there the entire time, knew where his position was and, and other government officials and intentionally goaded the crowd into chasing him through the Capitol building so that the vice president and other officials could get to safety. Fucking Mike Pence, a black cop, protected Mike Pence yep. but he's a coward because on camera it just looked like he was running away I mean admittedly admittedly, watching the footage the way they handled it 
I was like, what's this guy doing? Why is he why is he backing up? Because once that dude got in his face, see, and this is and this is why police training is important because he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And this is why just anybody shouldn't have been a cop because me, the guy that doesn't own guns and doesn't like guns, once that dude flinched at me, I'm shooting you in the kneecap. You jumped at me. You got in my personal space. We're in the Capitol building. You're not supposed to be here. Shooting your knee out. So that's why I was like, why is he running? And then I found out the full story and I was like, oh, this man's an actual hero. But there's still no real coverage about it. It's still about the cops outside. You know what, though? What I what I do appreciate is he's uh, he was Kamala's, Kamala Harris's personal guard at the inauguration. Oh, he had that fuck around and find out, find out walk going that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's it's terrible. The such the, the separation. It's, it's just not fair. Like cops show up ready to shoot. They show up ready to shoot us. Oh yeah. It's it's in the back of their mind. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you didn't grow up around black people, you shouldn't be policing black neighborhoods. If you've never lived around Asian people, you shouldn't be policing Asian neighborhoods. If you've never grew up around Hispanic people, you shouldn't be policing Hispanic neighborhoods. Period. Here's, here's something I don't get. They did more vetting for the jury of this trial than they do for the police officers on our streets. Oh, that's 100% true. They you have to have... You have how, to have... How many hundreds of potential jurors did they go through? Six. <laughs> 600 you right. have to you have to go through f- minimum four years of law school to become a lawyer to learn the way the law works to represent people to defend people to prosecute people but to be a cop you don't even got to go to an accredited university i, I kind of don't want to see that barrier no no you're you're right as black people we're already cut out of you're right job. no th- you're right but what i'm yeah, saying no, is how come a lawyer can't just go get a certificate? That's a white man job, though. But you know what I'm saying. Right. No, no, I get it. Yeah, no, we, we don't... Eh, Johnny Cochran was one of the best lawyers of his time. No, yes, he was. But I mean, the perception of, like, what I was just saying, that's a barrier. We don't need that many... Oh, yeah. ...black lawyers. How many, how many black kids in this country can afford law school? Right. And, and to go through that process. That's, that's why I'm saying no... I don't want to see having to be a police officer having to be a... No, I, I just I think that it needs to be a, a much stricter process than what it is. I do think you should at least have to do a tour in the military. And military acceptance is kind of fucked up these days, too. That's true. But see, where I'm coming at with that is when you're, when you're in the Army, when you're in the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, even the National Guard, you have what's called rules of engagement. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but see, that's the problem, though, is the rules of engagement for military, as you know, are vastly different than the rules of engagement for police. They, they should not be, but they are. Now, I don't think necessarily sending these guys to military training will do anything about that because if they're cut, because you got to think about the guys that are active military are, or former military or veterans that not saying that everybody goes mental and snaps but the ones that do have mental problems that are not that are undiagnosed because yet again a failure of this country is we don't take care of our soldiers either maybe not okay take that out maybe not military service but you should at least have to go through boot camp i think you should uh, at least have to go through boot camp because that's going to tell you who can mentally and emotionally bro i'd rather have these assholes and i know you say you don't want that barrier but i'd rather have these assholes have to go through two years of community college to go to be a cop 
than just be able to go to the academy and as long as you can pay for it, you're going to pass. Why, why both? I mean, a community college is fine. Like, just you know, the, the community you're in. Right. And, I mean, that really needs to be a thing. It's like, you got to be... And I understand it's about... I get, I get that the, 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 the conversation will be about, oh, well, the reason that we move cops from the neighborhood they grew up in is because we want them to be unbiased and, you know, not be doing favors for people they know. And it's like, well, that doesn't make it better that you're sending them to places they've never been around these you people before. You have to have a specific kind of bias to be an effective police officer. Right. And I say specific kind of bias because you have, you have to know the people and know the neighborhood that, uh, that New Jersey City name escapes me at the moment. Uh, the one that everybody was using as the example, the shining example, for quote defunding the police, which does not mean what most of you think it means. That's the fucking truth there. Just gonna throw that out there, but the police officers, when they first get assigned, have to go door to door and introduce themselves to the neighborhood that they patrol and say, I'm, I'm Officer David Jackson. I'm assigned to patrol here. I'm going to be coming through these times today, yada, yada, yada. This is my face. This is my badge number. This is who I am. That's step one. They have to have community outreach events like two, three times a month. And and they are mandated. They have to do specific events with just children, no adults. And that's how it's supposed to be. You have to know. Yeah. And that's not even just with a with a police officer. As a therapist, you got to have a session zero with your potential clients. Well, and that's the thing is, ther- therapists know that. Though. And this is going back to what you're saying about defund the police and people not knowing what that means. Especially, especially black people when we say defund the police. Yeah, as they, black people, they think it means get rid of them. No. Well, no, black people don't think it means get rid of them. When when we say when we as black people say defund the police, we understand what it means is to reallocate those funds for other things police don't need riot tanks police don't need uh uh, rocket launchers and and ar-15s um i understand there are special situations to where police are like going to like bus drug cartels and shit but those are the times that they're going in like just a regular blues and knocking on doors and being nice but when they're coming to a pro uh, a, a peaceful protest is when you see them when i drove through the park the day of the Ashtabula protest Cajun why was the SWAT tank from Lake County here why were the mounted police from Lake County here why was there more of an uproar in this fucking town that had nothing to do with what was happening the protest was just about spreading awareness and having a conversation why'd they close several stores that day for fear of black people acting out there was more security for that protest than there was at this fire when 45 was given a speech let's tell you something <laughs> there was more security for a quote black people protest than for the president at the time of our united states they wanted to shut down the mall there was no tanks. We told them no. There was no helicopter. Walmart closed early. Giant Eagle, Giant Eagle, which is on my side of town, which is miles away from where the protest was, shut down early. For what? But, counterpoint, when 45 lost the election, there were 
four redneck trucks, and y'all know what a redneck truck is, Confederate flags, Trump stickers all over them, full of white people sitting in the parking lot in the plaza adjacent to Walmart with their guns. Did Walmart close that day? Go ahead, ask me. Did Walmart close that day? Did Walmart close that day? Fuck no. Nope, they were open the entire time. Because like that one day, um, I'm almost positive I texted you about it. I know I texted Jesse. I was at work. <clears throat> and it was leading up to to the vote count. And, and well, election day, basically. Leading up to that, and I'm at work. And there's this Jeep of white dudes wearing little fake army paintball fatigues just driving around the neighborhood circling a bunch of them hanging out of the jeep holding rifles looking like a bunch of gangsters or whatever out of the 50s just riding around the neighborhood probably I don't know trying to scare people I don't know what the hell a bunch of crazy little white dudes I don't know I don't know I know I called the police I know a couple of neighbors around called the police and we all got told the same thing until they approach or harass or actually do anything to anyone that there's nothing that could be done. I remember that. I was going to say, I'm almost positive I texted. Yeah, we talked about it that day. I was scared to drive home that day. Yep. Like, I was, I was about to be like, listen, I'm just, I'm just going to be at work until I no longer see this vehicle circling the neighborhood. If it's three days, it's three days. If it's a week, it's a week. And that's, a, that's the other thing we got to talk about is it's, it's perfectly okay for them to do that. But there was a black teenager in a Walmart in, a, in Ohio that had, was carrying a BB gun. They said, we can't carry Nerf guns. And got shot and, and killed. Proven. We can't carry Nerf guns. Yep. There's a black kid years ago who got banned from riding the school bus because he, quote, bit his Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun. Yeah, I remember that. First of all, I don't know anybody who, who eats their Pop-Tarts in any way other than corn at first. Right. But whatever, that's beside the point. Let's just say the little boy somehow managed to perfectly woodchuck nibble his Pop-Tart into the shape of, of a weapon. He gets banned from riding a school bus for it? Are you kidding me? It's a Pop-Tart. This stuff doesn't happen to white kids. Uh, to a degree. I had a friend get... Uh, in trouble for drawing a space gun on a piece of paper in um, the fifth grade white boy. I've been getting in trouble for and getting banned for Yeah, I was going to say, he didn't get suspended. Yeah. I, I could understand pulling the kid aside and going, hey, what are you doing? Right. You, you're making people think you're crazy. There is a clear difference in how we are treated in everyday life versus how white people are treated. And it's it's sad to even have to have that conversation with Sorry, you know what? We're change gears just slightly because we do talk about this a lot anyway, and we, we get all kinds of flat. Here's something that doesn't happen to white kids your school officials do not take parenting out of your hands. Oh, yeah, oh, your children. Tell me why. How many times am I gonna have to hear about a kid in school getting their hair cut by a teacher because for whatever reason they thought the hair was inappropriate? This is going beyond, I don't care about dress codes, school codes, I don't care. Call the parents, because that's what happens to white kids. They, their parents get a call, hey, they ain't supposed to have pink hair. Right. Hey, 
But and that's exactly it. They get a call because they actually violated the school policy. We get a call because we wear we wear our natural hair, or in this case of the the recent one that you're talking about, it's an asymmetric haircut. The dad had to, and now mind you, the dad is biracial or interracial, mixed race rather. Mixed race is what I wanted to say there, and he doesn't believe it's a race thing. I do. Whether it's a race thing or not, I'm just saying this stuff doesn't happen. There, nobody assumes to be able to parent a little white kid better than a parent's can. Right. That only happens to black kids. That only happens to black kids. Let me find out. Someone touches that little girl's hair. That ain't me. And ain't even bother giving me the the courtesy of of a of a text message in 2021. I got Snapchat, LinkedIn. Uh, Google account. I got. I got my phone is always on. I pay my phone bill. I got Facebook, Twitter. I got all that. You can't at some point. Hey, mm-mm, that only happens to black kids. That is, that is ridiculous, and that I'm never. I'm never letting that go. Nope. Never. Never. Nope. Ever, and you know what? And, and what I'm sick of is seeing the excuses about. Uh, well, it was a private school, and that was part of the dress code. No, it was a public school. Uh, well, in this case, it was. But I mean, okay, talking about. Um, black kids with black boys with dreads you knew it was a private school and it was part of the dress code when you accepted him mm-hmm. you didn't say anything about it till later black girls with with braids you knew it was a private school when you accepted them you didn't say anything about it till later no because they was like oh we gonna get this one right we're gonna get them on this technology. that's exactly what it is we're well, gonna accept them and then and then so one or two things are gonna happen they're gonna conform to our rules and make us feel good and superior or we're going to be able to kick them out with no refund because they won't conform to our rules. Yep. That's exactly what it is. That's what that's about. Set up. That's what I'm about. And, all right, we will go on record that it is not just white administrators that do this because junior high here, the principal, when I was in junior high here at West Junior High, would do the same shit, and she primarily did it to black kids. Tried to ban girls from wearing braids, from wearing extensions. Oh, it's a distraction. Eat a dick. You're wearing a wig. I remember, <laughs> I remember the year for prom. This has nothing to do with it. It's, it's just got a flyer every year. Was a prom or homecoming, one of them. And the dress code on the flyer must wear proper undergarments. You know what? No, this is related. That's why I'm thinking about it. Yeah, at the time it was hee hee ho ho ha ha. You ain't gonna see some shit like that at a white school. Oh no. Must wear proper undergarments. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's something you gotta you gotta you gotta call out now. Right. Mm. No, I remember we was laughing about that shit in the homeroom so much and now I'm just pissed off. I really am. That was in the Walmart dress code for working at Walmart. And I was I asked, I said, who's checking? I'm a grown man. If I decide to free ball to work today, guess what? What are you going to do about it? I can understand if I was like wearing a kilt and my dick's out. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're wearing a kilt properly, your dick shouldn't be out. Well, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm. Yeah. It's. We ain't even get to everything. Nah, but there are clear differences in the way we're handled in this country. And it's. it's well, I mean, look at. Look at what happens when we go to a store? 
I've proved it before I worked undercover at Kmart when I uh, was a kid. We were there late night at Kmart. I remember this. It was me and a few a few of my black friends happened to be there shopping, and I was there with two white boys. Me and the black kids were there with money, and we're standing around talking, bullshitting, and all of us got paid that week. All of us had money. Security's been watching us the entire time. One of my white friends noticed, and I, I looked at him. I said, y'all go have fun. He said, what? I said, do what the fuck you got to do. And then they back in toys and sporting goods. And we can see them from where we are. We're up front. They're throwing balls around. They're throwing things at the, at the signs and stuff. Not a Security is on us the entire time. Standing there staring at us. And I was like, we see you, motherfucker. And we left. We're like, we're all going to spend money. But now we're not. You just proved a fucking point. You literally are saying nothing to the white boys that are actively destroying your store. I was at... That is literally all I had was just this thing of spinach and uh, I wanted to do the checkout Twitch was with me I remember this day <laughs> this fucking Walmart greeter first of all y'all greeters is way too overzealous some of y'all out there I'm just throwing that out there y'all ain't Philly badass super cop that is not your job but we watched everybody walk out in front of us we like, have a nice day have a nice day. Yeah, have a nice day. Yep, thank you for shopping at Walmart. Here we come. Walking by. That's all I got is this thing of fucking lettuce in, in my hand. I need to check your receipt. I just looked through the moment and like, you need, you need to what? <laughs> you need to check what? I just need to make sure you paid for that. Make your tone. I just watched it with strangers and people walk right by you and all you did was when you did everything except give them a good game butt pat on the way out the damn door. I was so mad. I don't want to have to call security. I'm five feet away from the door. I'm going to be in my car and gone by the time they get here. So unless you plan on chasing me. That's the shit that happens to us over some damn lettuce. I ain't have a TV, DVD player, nothing you could even justify being worried about. And this woman was concerned because I was walking out with some some lettuce and I don't know how y'all Walmarts are constructed wherever you live where ours is the doors are, are in plain view of the cash register area I know she saw me yep. I know for a fact she saw me I had a similar situation happen um, That's, I watched a dude walk out with a sound system on a cart clearly him that beeped through the doors I'm carrying a bag with like toiletries and shit in it clearly him that he walked out right before me clearly him that beeped door greeter goes can I check your receipt and I was like are you, you serious and Cajun this motherfucker turned around looked at me and smirked the dude with the stereo on the cart and I was like, you realize he's the one that just stole that. I was like, but check my bag. By all means, check my bag. Compare my bag to my receipt. He's getting in his car. And they did. She checked my bag. And then I was like, you have a nice night. You just lost 500 bucks. Because the dude walked out with the stereo. 
Of course, uh, needless to say, it was a white guy that walked out with a stereo. I was just texting people on Twitch to see if he remembers this, <laughs> this shit. I, it's something I, I ain't even thought about it in a while. He probably ain't gonna answer Saturday. He's doing shit, whatever. If he answers, he answers. If not, but yeah, no, I was just thinking about it because we was both walking out looking at each other like, yeah, that happened. Right. And again, we don't get the benefit of the doubt. We get the representation of the entire black community. No matter what we do. And again, this is what's not fair is when George Floyd was killed, they pointed out his drug use. They pointed out all the bad things he did. You know, like, you know where they got the positive imagery from was from other black people that going, hey, now this is what this guy was about. But when... Um, rapist uh, college student who yet again like Cajun said I'm not saying his name y'all know exactly what I'm talking about uh, and if you don't uh, he got caught behind a bar raping somebody when he got caught and admitted to it they show a picture of him smiling in a suit you know why that is because he ain't black the same reason he got three months in prison three motherfucking months what pisses me off most about that is, is how public and unashamed the logic behind it the, the legal court accepted logic for giving him three months it's not conjecture it's not theory it's on the record that because he had depression and stopped eating pretzels and steak that he should get a reduced sentence. Oh, and he, the judge didn't want it to ruin his life. Didn't want it to ruin, yeah, that was the other part. Didn't want it to ruin his life. The judge didn't want it to ruin his life because of a bad decision. His dad said it was just one night of getting lucky, so he didn't want his life ruined. The girl was unconscious. This wasn't even... There was no question about it. I'm going to be careful about what I say here. Because rape is rape is rape is rape. It's all horrible. This coward took advantage of an unconscious individual who did not even have the opportunity to yell for help. Yeah, she couldn't yell for help. She couldn't fight back. The scene was so devastating that the two men that caught him, and they beat the shit out of this guy. I'm getting fucking chills about this. They beat the shit out of him. When they recounted the story to the jury, were crying, talking about it because of how bad it was. But they didn't want to ruin his life. A mistake. That was as much as of of a decision as kneeling on someone's neck for nine and a half damn I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm going to be 100% honest about this. I'm going to be 100% upfront about this. Cajun and I were just talking at the beginning of this about how we don't interject in a lot of shit and like if it's a Delta. If it had been him and I that walked out of that bar, there wouldn't have been a trial. Nope. Y'all would have never known what happened to him. They would have found him years later. And I'm not admitting to doing anything because I haven't not, done that's anything. Not, that's not where you were going. I thought you were going a different direction with that. No, I'm saying... There wouldn't have been a trial because he wouldn't have made it out. See, what I was saying is there wouldn't have been a trial because me and you would have been the ones that got arrested. Oh, no, we wouldn't and, have. And what happened to that girl would have gone unreported and, and un, 
because if it was me and you, the papers ain't going to read such and such, you know, caught molesting, violating, raping girls on a trial. It would have been two black men assault a bar patron. Yep. That's what it would have been. Yeah. That's another thing. If it had been the case of getting caught in that situation, like I said, though, we wouldn't. Right, yeah, no. I get where you're going with it now. Yeah. But beforehand, I thought it was going to, and, and I, I know that. I know that because when I got arrested on some dumb captain save a whole shit, now I got a cop sitting here pulling me out of my cell telling me that, unfortunately, people who look like you can't afford to do the right things. Police officer told me that shit. In jail, a white police officer told me that shit. That as a black man, I am better off minding my own damn business than doing the right thing. Not just minding my own business. He, he didn't say, you know, oh yeah, no, no. He flat out said, it is better for me to just let shit happen to other people and keep on walking. And it, that it's that it's that sheer idealism that is what caused the Columbus situation to happen in the first place. Because as black people, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this on record, as black people, we're too much a, oh, that ain't my business. That is, that's the way we've always been taught. And I'm not saying snitch on people, because I don't believe in snitching on people. But what I'm saying is, there is some shit we cannot afford to let go go because we'll be up in arms if it happened to one of ours it's also within reason though the shit that's not our business is what happens with oh yeah closed door oh yeah if it happened on a playground or yeah. on a street where everybody can oh see yeah it, that's our business yeah i can't i can't in good conscience tell you that if i if i heard about something that potentially happened at somebody's house maybe i didn't see it happen culture wise that's just oh yeah yeah that's what i'm saying culture wise like just just to be like oh well you know such and such got beat up at their house i wasn't there Mm no but you look out the window and see some shit happening that's different right because black communities public property is everybody it's yeah that's everybody it's family property Uh, we're supposed to be a family and that's what it is. It's like black people as a whole, like, and we know this, being raised and born and looking black is when, like, the reason we talk about be, inviting people to the cookout and shit is because the cookout is all of us. Because you you know the reason y'all hear about bomb-ass block parties? Because it's black neighborhoods. Dude, I was buzzed for, it's been so long since I've been to one of them. I've, I've used the word block party before and I got friends looking at me like, oh, what party? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, you don't understand. Actually, when we moved into the neighborhood around the corner from you, they, we were told they did block parties, and then I was like, well, I DJ. <laughs> and then nothing ever came of it. Uh, and then actually shortly thereafter, me and you started hanging out, so I wonder why. <laughs> but, um, that's too many. It's too many. Yeah, that's because their, their idea of the block party was everybody has a yard sale going at the same time. Right. <laughs> That is not what we're. It's not a block party. The block parties we had, we shut down traffic. Yeah, block party means that everybody, mama's cooking, daddy's on the grill, the kids are playing kickball. We got uh, uh, some of y'all call them quarter waters. We call them huggies. We got uh, popsicles. We got freeze pops. Uh, All the blue ones was always.
Cowboys gone. Right. <laughs> they was taking the blue one. You got that one yeah. uncle, that nigga balancing four plates, eating at the same time. He got ribs from this barbecue. He got burgers from this barbecue. He got grandma potato salad on this arm. He got your auntie sweet potato pie on this arm. And everybody went home with a plate. You and ain't go home hungry. Every house contributed something. Yeah. Something. We did it up. We did it up. And that's... That sense of community, I think, has been taken from us. Um, and that that's and that's even now. In in the modern age, that sense of community has been taken from us until something happens to one of us. We gotta get back to a point to where that sense of community is still there before something happens. But we're not allowed to gather like that. You see a group of black people hanging out right now and it's an investigation. Yeah, you're not wrong. We and we mean and we don't mean COVID regulations, we mean yeah. That being black in general in a group, you're considered a gang. That and that is that's a hundred percent legit. Go home, disperse. They took down. I don't. They took down the basketball hoops where we live to discourage black people from gathering because quote that's that's where the drug dealers go. So now now if you're on a basketball court, you're dealing drugs clearly because we took the hoops. Right. They took our basketball hoops for crying out loud. Not realizing, not realizing drug dealers are not going down in open spaces like that at, at 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 a basketball court full of black people. They dismantled our playgrounds. We don't even have playgrounds anymore, and then replaced it with that bullshit up at the beach. Oh God, that's trash. Which you know, I'm sorry. I a lot of people, community-wise, put a lot of physical labor into installing that. My bad. I misspoke, calling it bullshit. But. For the playgrounds that we used to have around here in the quote black neighborhoods to be uprooted, dismantled, they moved the one from from uh, Kingsville all uh-huh. the way out to Geneva. Yeah, which I get it. The school unfortunately burned down, but You're where are wrong. the kids out there supposed to go now? Right, they ain't gonna drive to Geneva. Right, right. It I'm is. Getting, I'm getting it's not about and it's y'all don't understand man like I'm literally I'm sitting here and I'm getting exhausted just thinking about this shit I'm tired I'm already tired because I already know all you guys are blowing it out of proportion or or you don't understand but what's it's not people's and they say that to us all the time but it's, it's about the fact that they don't live the way we I have been told several times I've never been seen as a threat and I'm like you don't know that because you haven't have it, had it happen to you a story I was telling Cajun before before we recorded um, got done with football practice it's me and three friends uh, my boy Aaron my cousin Morel and our boy Omar we had just got done with football practice we're in our fucking jerseys went to Dollar Tree driving around town just having a good old time Morel spits a sunflower seed out the window cop popped the Yui to pull us over with the fucking quickness. And mind you, we're brazen-ass teenagers at the time, but we're still a little nervous. But we're still, we're kids. We were like, what the fuck does this asshole want? So, we get walked up on, all of us gotta present our ID and all that shit. And he looks at Aaron's and realizes who he is, because Aaron's dad was a, was a coach at the time. And he goes, oh, you boys just get done with practice? Looks at us, and we're like, yeah. And he's like, oh, have a nice day. Fuck is that supposed to be? So we got pulled over with the expectance of being into something wrong and he spit out a sunflower seed. 
And that's... We got pulled over for that? That's not littering. Sunflower seeds are biodegradable. But we were football players, and he knew who Aaron's dad was, so it was okay. Um, my brother, and I, I believe I've told this on the show before, and Cajun knows this story because I lived in the same neighborhood as him. My brother walked to the Circle K around the corner from where we lived. Uh, he was just staying at the house for the night, like just chilling, because this is my fucking brother. I don't gotta, I don't even gotta justify it. I don't even know why I was saying that. Anyway, he walks back. It was two o'clock in the morning. He wanted a fucking polar pop. Circle K was open, so he walked down there. Comes back to the house, and I'm in the living room, and I hear the boys pull up. I hear red and blue. So I go out, and I was like, "What's going on?" Tech's like, "I don't know." Cop walks up to him. He's like, uh, "What are you up to?" And Tech's like, "I walked to the store, and I came back home." And he's like, "You live here?" And I said, "Clearly, he does." I'm standing there in my fucking shorts, and uh, I don't even have a shirt on because it's the middle of the summertime and it's hot. I was like, he clearly lives here. What's the problem? Oh, we've had reports of break-ins. And I was like, I know I'm one of the people that reported it because my roommate's car got broken into and y'all ain't do shit about it. Oh, well, we just figured you'd want your property protected. We did when we called about it. He walked from the store. Why'd you follow him here? I see it. Whereas, uh, and Cajun can attest to this, how many white kids have we heard driving through the neighborhood on, on mopeds in the middle of the night. Driving through the grass and people's on, uh, uh, and people's lawns and shit on four-wheelers in the middle of the night. And nothing's done about it. But he walked. I can't carry clothes to my car. Right. That's another one. Um, when I was working one of the ri- ridiculous three-day shifts, I was like, you know what? Yep, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm prepared. I got a bag of clothes. I'm taking a box of ramen noodles. Like I'm just, I'm just carrying stuff to my car from 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 the porch. And there, what there happened to be a patrolman in the neighborhood at that very specific time, and he was just driving the block for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if he was looking for somebody. <laughs> and he stops me as I'm coming out the house with my TV. Now, mind you, at this point, he had already been around at least two or three times. Blocks me from pulling out of my driveway. What are you doing? Going to work. What do you mean you're going to work? I love that question when I get pulled over. What do you mean going to work? I get that a lot. Or, oh, you have a job. It's another funny one. This man did not want to believe that I was just carrying shit from my own house to my own car. No one had called anything in. No reports. Just making sure. And I don't even want to hear, I do not want to hear, oh, you should feel safe that someone would do that. What if it wasn't you? If it wasn't me, it wouldn't have stopped. Because I'd be the only one carrying shit in and out of my house other than my white friends. <laughs> David works too much for me to call him to be like, hey, can you come carry some shit with me? Or me, whatever the case may be. D lives too damn far away. Right. D, drive from Cleveland to help me come move some shit in and out of my house. Right. So, yeah, no, no, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. That doesn't happen to anyone else in my neighborhood. It just doesn't. Nope. It does not happen. Uh, that cop pulling tank over was a wake-up call about that neighborhood for me. 
You almost made me feel guilty for being mad you ain't around the block anymore. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's no better here. Yeah. I don't deal with the cops here, but I deal with randoms that don't think I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And that's just people driving past the house because I don't have neighbors. I'm getting looked at funny because I'm black in the middle of fucking Saybrook. Dude, after that interaction with that guy the other day, Jeannie, Jeannie, Layla, and I went to the store to get food and stuff, and uh, Jeannie's got her arm wrapped around mine because it's my family. It's my, my fiancé and my daughter. Old white guy is staring at me like I'm the goddamn devil, like I've got horns growing out of my fucking face. And yet again, and people don't get this. Like, I held back so much because I wanted so bad to just walk up to him and be like, what the fuck are you looking at? Why is it not okay for me to be here with my wife and my daughter? Why is it because of the way that I look that you gotta look at me? Because we're a black and a white couple. Why is that a problem? Why can't I just be me, enjoying myself out here shopping with my family without having to worry about the way you're looking at me after the shit I dealt with at work today? People don't get that it fucking hurts because I'm not allowed to be mad at this man in public because I can't be like, fuck you, fuck your wife, fuck your family. I can't do that because then I'm that nigga that he wanted me to be. No, that's good. I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm irritated. It hurts. I, I don't cry often. But I well up because the shit sits inside of me and it makes me think about it. The broad that attacked that kid in a hotel over her supposed stolen cell phone. This is the shit we're talking about. Me and him, anybody that looks like us, we are not allowed to be mad or angry or violent in any situation whatsoever. We got to be calm and think about it and talk about it and... And if we just reacted differently, people wouldn't think of us that way. There was a story a couple months ago about a white woman attacking a black child. 14-year-old kid. A child because she suspected that he stole her cell phone in the hotel lobby. That is just the facts of what happened. And you can go on the internet and every story, every posting, every meme, every everything, and it is just nothing but comments of people going, I would have reacted the same way. Yeah, she was justified. If I thought my phone was stolen and no one was helping me find it, yeah, she did what what she should have done. Which is the opposite of what happened because the hotel was literally trying to help her. That's not the point. I'm just saying we don't Uh, get that. Oh, I know. I get it. I get it. And what's worse... What's worse, the crux of that story, the climax of that story, is the Uber driver brought her her fucking phone she back. She left her phone in the fucking Uber. Jesus you think she apologized to him? No. She demanded the hotel take care of her. She is. Well, she tried to sue the hotel. Because they called the cops on her because she attacked him. Her, mind you. She, honestly, she picked the right one that day because her father, his, that his father, that boy's father, did not beat the brakes off of that woman. He says he knows. He, he, know, he feels <clears throat> everything me and you are talking yep. about right now. And her father was, he was, he was somebody semi-famous, imagine, his father. Imagine having to stand by and watch your child get attacked 
by an adult because you know if you intervene, you're gonna make it worse. Yep. Not for her, but for you and your kid. Bro, the 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 sheer uh, audacity of somebody. I mean, look at the Christian Cooper situation from last year. He was in, in Central Park watching birds. Woman didn't have her dog on the leash, and he said, "You need to have your dog on the leash. That's the rules." She flips out, gets mad at him, so he starts recording. She says, I'm going to call 911 and tell them there's a black man threatening my life. There were no threats exchanged. Now. And the tone difference between yelling at him. Oh, yeah. And then getting on the phone. She went from the angriest, most belligerent, hostile Karen you can possibly imagine to literally whimpering, whimpering, fake tears and all on the phone about being assaulted and harassed. That is the power of of bias against black people in this country. It's the same thing with Barbecue Becky. They're following me and they're harassing me and you called the cops on them for barbecuing. It's not your responsibility. If they were breaking a rule of the park, which you said they were, Somebody from that park or the police will approach them and tell them about it. It is not your place to fucking step in and try to play goddamn park superhero. That white redneck dude that tried to bust up them Latinos' birthday party at a public Oh, fuck him. Oh, for renting the pavilion. Y'all ain't supposed to be here. Right. Anyways. Renting the pavilion. I felt Latino for a the, day. Like, I was, I was offended for them. The the Hispanic dude that my brother sent me a video of, I think I shared it with you, where he was sitting in the, the uh, I think either in a casino or in a hotel or in an airport somewhere, and he was on the phone with his mother speaking Spanish. Veteran in a wheelchair starts cussing him out, calling him out of his name, all kinds of shit, and then plays the victim when the cop shows up. Y'all could tell, but he put veteran in air quotes. Yeah, because I'm not 100% sure this dude was actually ever in the service. But um, the cops showed up and, like, I mean, mind you, the cops did their job. But, and they told him because he was like, and he's he's harassing me and now he's fucking recording me. And they're like, we rolled up here and we had just see you here being loud. Clearly, you're the problem. And that's exactly, and y'all don't get it, man. Like, people of color, black, Asian, Hispanic whatever we are, Native American, Indian, whatever the fuck we are, we are put through this lens all the time to where the second we walk into an area where we're not familiar, we're immediately judged. Somebody in that area is immediately going to try to, um, to come at us. And you know what? This is a lot of the reason that I can no longer do black trauma centered television shows. And I saw some. I, I saw a meme about it. It's been going around. It's like, when do we get our black fantasy movies and shit like that? And I agree. Like, I mean, we've had a few, but y'all know the reason that Black Panther works so well. Y'all know the reason Black Panther did so well it's because it is the first movie that showed black people one thousand percent positively, even in the Jaka or Killmonger or Eric, whatever the fuck you want to call them. It's the first movie where it showed us that we weren't drug dealers, we weren't prostitutes, we weren't raised in squalor. Even living in that high-rise, like Eric and his... Right. 
even living in that high rise like Eric and his dad did was because his father was an undercover Wakanda and that was his cover. So, I love Us. That was a great movie. The movie wasn't rooted in the, right. the black struggle. I love Get Out. That was a great movie. That showed a lot of people they bias. I, in good conscience, don't think I can watch them right now on Amazon. I've wanted to, but the more I see of it, the more I'm just like, all this is going to do is beat me down. And I understand it's a black show by black people. I get that. But... I can't handle seeing that right now. Lovecraft Country almost got me. The but, do you know the reason Lovecraft Country worked? Is because it still showed us as a stronger together, powerful people. Because it still showed Letty and George and Hippolyta and and and, and um uh what was what was Letty's sister's name? I, I suddenly Ooh, I showed that scene our girl melanie oh yeah <laughs> you're telling me about yeah Woo. yeah that's uh, a song that's oh man yeah um but that's the reason lovecraft country worked is because it because it was set in that timeline and yes i know them is set back then too but when your advertisement is showing a person with their head on fire and it says not for the tender-headed i can't fuck with you right now lovecraft country showed that there's a difference between monsters and racist and that black people would rather deal with the fucking monsters. How bad is that? I'd rather deal with a beast drooling, covered in slime, trying to eat me than dealing with racist any goddamn day. Because racism is something that they can turn off temporarily to make it seem like you're the bad guy. That's why it's not <clears throat> That judgment can be used to literally ruin our lives and not in a way that <laughs> Emmett Till that Emmett Till for doing nothing but being a young black boy in the wrong place at the wrong time woman decades later admits that she made the whole thing up why is she not in jail because the response to us is different oh yeah no no you're right you're right. I, I get I'm that. Just bringing it back. I mean, we'll go back last, just this past last month. A little more than that white lady at the bank. Old white lady at the bank that got arrested for not oh, wearing oh, her mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. No, she didn't get arrested for not wearing her mask. She got arrested for, well, for refusing trespassing. Trespass, yeah, the trespass. Yeah, you're right. I got to say it right or people are going to. You're absolutely. So, what happened was this lady went into a bank in Texas right after Texas. Uh, repealed all their COVID restrictions. Now, according to the law, in public in Texas, you do not have to wear a mask in public. In public, this woman was inside a privately owned bank, and where she disagreed with the mask mandate that they had put out, so the she was trying itself. to remove her money. Uh, the bank teller, uh, manager, whatever, called the police eventually. This woman isn't complying with our our company policies. Now she's being hostile. Please come remove her from the property. Police did everything they were supposed to do right. They showed up. They tried to talk to the woman. The woman still refused. It's all on camera. They wrestled her to the ground, put her in handcuffs, and took her away. End of story. It was it was a happy ending for you know everyone involved. And everyone watching. 
had that been a black person that's what we're complaining about like and, and we're not asking for people to die we're not going everybody who, who who deals with police needs to be shot we just want the same opportunity for a police officer to to approach us and go what's going on what's the story you know not with their their hands on their holsters or or already assuming that they need to be ready to have some type of hostile reaction and I don't want to hear you don't understand how difficult a police officer's job is I don't want to hear this isn't about how difficult the job is or is not it's about the simple fact that a very specific demographic of people consistently routinely and historically proven get a different response from the get-go from the second an officer arrives on the scene it is a different response if it is a black suspect in question or a white suspect in question that's what we're complaining about that's what we want to change that's the conversation we want to have because there's a lot of dead black people right now that would not be dead if cops approached the situations in the same way they did for that white lady in the bank. When, uh, I gotta look up this man's name. We got that other white lady a couple years ago who kicked and bit at a cop, tased and handcuffed, not a shot fired. When, uh, Lieutenant Karan Nazario was pulled over in Virginia. And I've talked about this before, but when he was pulled over in Virginia, the commanding officer on the scene, when he asked what was going on, when, when Lieutenant Nazario asked what was going on, he was told by that officer, you're fixing to ride the lightning. When I heard that, that we were talking about that before we started recording. And that wasn't even the full quote. He said, you're fixing to ride the lightning, motherfucker. Yeah. That's what he said. Exact words. Whew. That wasn't, that wasn't a reference to being tased, for those of you who do not know the history of, of the death penalty in this country. Ride the lightning is a reference to the electric chair. Yep. man had his weapon out, his loaded, I assume, safety off weapon, and told a black man, to be fair, half black, half Latino, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Yeah. You're about to ride the lightning, motherfucker. You want to know what he was guilty of? Asking why he was pulled over. That was it. That was it. Hands were out the window like they asked him. Parked his vehicle. That's all he asked. Why am I being pulled over? They approached his vehicle, weapons drawn. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then when he asked, and my, here's the kicker. 
watching the entire video. I'm laughing because I'm really angry. I just need y'all to know that I don't find this funny. Oh, it's, it's not. It's it's our it's our trauma response. It's our trauma response. What what's even worse about it? Watching the entire video was the commanding officer clearly even intimidated the younger officer that was with him. Oh yeah, I, I made that comment to D. I was like, look at how he's holding that thing. He was shaking yeah. like this. And when he, when, after they maced Lieutenant Nazario, he couldn't reach for his seatbelt because he couldn't fucking see. And he asked for help getting his seatbelt undone. And the younger officer was going to help and the commanding officer told him no. So like, don't touch him. We're perceived as a threat even when we are protecting this goddamn country. He was in full fatigues. Name all across his breast. And, um, it's, it's traumatic. Like, the reason that we use this platform to, to have this conversation is, um, because... We need y'all to know who we are. Did, did you see the second part of the body cam footage and the dash cam footage that his attorneys have released? Mm. It's the officer, officers in question that, that did the thing talking to him at the back of his truck, trying to convince him not to turn them in or press charges or, or file a lawsuit because they knew they fucked him. They tried to threaten him. The cop said, I wouldn't want this to impact your military career. I did hear about that. I heard, I read about that. I didn't see the video. This video, they are trying to intimidate him on the scene and flat out say, if you just want to leave and let this go, let bygones be bygones, we're good. Never have to hear about this again. Oh, oh my God, dude. Oh, oh, oh. For nothing. Because they knew they fucked up. They knew they fucked up. For nothing. We, we're not given the benefit of the doubt. We're guilty until proven innocent. And you can't, you can't convince me otherwise. Um. I just got shit. Made myself just thinking about that damn video. Yeah, we'll watch it. I um, another, another story about me. 16, 17 years old, middle of a snowstorm. We lived on the west side, right up the road from the Rite Aid. My mom was sick or something. I need to go pick her up cold medicine from Rite Aid. Middle of a goddamn blizzard, Gage. This is a short one, but this is about perception. I held the door open for this tiny old white woman because it's the middle of a snowstorm and this lady is going to get smacked with the, door, with the door. So I grabbed the door and I held it open for her. She immediately clutches her purse to her body, locks it underneath her arm and goes, I don't carry any cash. And I was like, I don't need you to. And I walked in the store. I let go of the door. I was like, fuck this. Do y'all not know how that lives with a person that, that looks like us? It stayed with me for 20 years. All because of this microaggression bullshit. 
And people don't understand the way it affects us. But it plays on us. It does. It, it tugs on us. Like, and it, it, it's fucking terrible. It's gotten to the point where... This is gonna sound petty as all hell. I know exactly what it sounds like, but fuck it, I'm petty. I've legit just started walking around with a giant roll of cash on me for when I go out because I'm tired of sitting down to eat at a table and the server automatically goes, just so you know, the value meal is right here, pointing to to a menu or, or, or whatever, like wherever it is on the menu. I can't even sit down and eat and say hello while somebody automatically assuming I'm about to order off the dollar menu. Like, I got nothing against the dollar menu. Let me say that too right now. All right. Okay. Before I stopped eating McDonald's, I, I fucks with the McChicken. Fucking. But just to, to, to go in, you know, and I got my kid with me or my friends with me or whatever it is is going on. And I just got, and we sit down, whether we're at any Waffle House, Pondle, whatever the case we are, for somebody to just go, oh, just so you know, here's where the cheap shit is. So I'm not going to lie. I just, I started walking around and just started flashing cash in restaurants. Like, go ahead, say something stupid. I got money. Say something stupid so I can turn around, walk out, and go spend it somewhere else. Yep. And you might think it's not that big a deal. It's a big deal to me to just have someone look at me and just assume like the, the only way it could get worse is if I walk in and they go, oh, the the delivery entrance is around back, which has happened. Oh yeah, actually, when you were doing uh, when you were doing the cell phone job, mm-hmm. yeah, you called me that day, mm-hmm. and this is what y'all need to know. And like yet again, some of you have heard this before, and I've I've said it on the show before. Cajun and I text each other. We instant message each other. We PlayStation message each other. We don't call each other. So when one of us calls the other one, it's something serious. Either it's incredibly fucking funny, incredibly goddamn petty, or something's going on. So for him to call me that day, I'm like, this motherfucker. And I was like, what's going on? And he and he worked. It was He was working inside of another store doing sales. And they told him that the loading dock was around the back. <laughs> And mind you, this he had on a sweater vest and a and a work shirt. The fuck? The fuck does that even mean? That ain't the only thing that happened at the that was the same job where I got told I couldn't bring my my work bag anymore. Because people were concerned I was bringing in weapons. <laughs> I work here. I work here. It, it would have been aggravating enough if I was just a customer coming through a store and someone was like, oh yeah, leave your book bag outside, please, or whatever. I work here. I have been here months already carrying the same bag every day. It's got my laptop in it, whatever other accessories I might need, my little my little table skirt, my, my te- uh, what, what do you call brochure, all the little stupid little knickknacks. Now management will be like, oh yeah, you're scaring people. <laughs> scaring people. Uh. And it's about, okay, so when this podcast started out as geeky, 
I, I chose the name Perception Blurred because Perception, Black Nerd, that's about the... And for those of you that don't know, the why not is why is your perception not blurred? That's what it is. And I was trying to be funny with the why apostrophe not. That's what it meant. Um, but it's about perception. It's about the way we're perceived in this country. And that was the evolution of Perception Blurred. We are seen differently in this country than anyone else in this country. And as I've been saying a lot over the last couple of weeks between the Stop Asian Hate Movement and now Black Lives Matter being back in the forefront, separated as minority people in this country, we are weak. Black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, LGBTQ people, we need to be the ones working together. Because right now, the country is still being run by straight, old, white men. It doesn't matter who you voted for, who you believe in, whatever. That is who's running the country. Yeah, we got a young black girl in the Congress and notice they they ganged up and shut her up. They, Quickly. They drowned her out very, very, very fast. I don't even see her name in the news no more. Nope. And, and when we... And when we do, and when we do, it's about them pushing a narrative. Right. Um. Y'all don't understand how tiring this shit is. The sheer exhaustion. Like when we we joke around about being the angry black man, we're not kidding. We we make light of it because it's what keeps us going. You know, y'all know the reason that people like me, Cajun, our boy D, my cousin Anthony, our friend Earl. Uh, J- uh, Big Jason and all of us uh, cling on to powerful black characters like Luke Cage like Black Lightning, like Black Panther it's because that's what we need to be in this world unfortunately we have to do it without superpowers you know the reason that and yet again, this is a little bit spoilers for those of you that haven't seen. I'm sorry, we'll do a full review of this show eventually. The reason Black Captain America Sam Wilson fucking works right now is because he is us. Because he is literally the black everyman. My dad even said, he's like, Sam needs a shot. He needs a super soldier serum. And I was like, no, he doesn't. I said, the reason Sam doesn't need it is because he does it without it. Because he proves that being Sam Wilson inside a suit is all he needs. But the reason that we link with that, though, is because being a bulletproof black man in America is the scariest thing to white racist people. Oh, absolutely. No, I just meant that having an everyman now. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just, it is different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Luke, well, Luke was the everyman other than the fact that he's super strong and bulletproof. Right. Because Luke did the shit in the community that we do in our communities. Luke does the shit for his people and his family that we do for our people and our family. But Luke can get shot and walk away from it. Even then, we see that not necessarily. You're gonna have to revisit the cage. I've been watching it again. (laughs) I mean, I know. Actually, you know what we need to do? What we need to do is we need to read some of the old comics and come back to it. I don't mean this. I don't mean this. I mean the the 2000s Brian Bendis. So we'll do do the Captain America one. Yeah. And then we'll go through some Luke Cage stuff and then do a Luke Cage follow-up. Yeah. Just compare. Luke Cage years later, what what the impact is of the character. know what's coming. So y'all don't. Um, But while we're talking about being able to walk away from a situation, even if you got shot, 
the scene where I guess apparently Disney Plus lost some couple thousand subscribers because they didn't like the scene where Sam and Bucky were approached by the police and Sam was that's not how cops react yes the hell it is yeah it is that's absolutely how it is. Yes, it is. And you yes, know, you know why that was so impactful is because we live it from firsthand experience. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, we live it. We literally live it, and that's why that scene was so fucking important. Exactly, because he, Captain America, was gonna die before even getting the chance to be Captain America. Because right. all the cops saw when they showed up was a black dude and a white dude. Obviously, the black guy is the problem. Right. Right. Not, not even mentioning the fact that the dude he was arguing with is a killer. Literal killer. And not even secretly. And mind you, mind you, I fuck with Bucky. I love me some James Buchanan. He's a great character. I love the growth they've given him. I've loved the evolution of the character. Um, But, literal killer. And it's, it's publicly known. His picture is worldwide. Yep. World These cops showed up to a scene saw the winter fucking soldier arguing with a black guy and was all like what that nigga say and what's worse is sam is a public figure right sam wilson's a goddamn superhero he fought thanos he saved your asses from the guy that snapped you out of existence for five years but clearly he's the threat so yeah apparently a bunch of people and the numbering in the thousands canceled the Disney Plus account after that. If that scene pissed them off, they would have hated the finale. Oh, God. God, and, yes. Mm. God. Well, I mean, it's probably the same people to cancel Netflix after Dear White People came out. Dear White People was an appetite. That was a... That was a... That was just a little a playful slapping back and forth. Oh, that was a crumb. What Disney just did with, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was talking about one of, one of my buddies with this the other day. Because he was like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I was trying to explain to him. I was like, no, dude, I'm geeked that you're geeked. And I'm not going to tell you you're not allowed to be excited. I'm never going to tell anybody that not. First of all, everybody should be excited about what happened in that show. But for a company like Disney, a global company like Disney, to write the script that they wrote for that show and take all guesswork out of it right and draw a line in the sand again without getting too reviewy right yeah, now no, I mean I, the the the, it's just, the fucking the loan mm-hmm. the loan was enough for me I was like Disney really did that mm-hmm. Disney because this is the stuff that we haven't seen on TV before we've seen it but it's been you know indie production it's been dear white people or, or us, or, you know, Get Out, or just, you know, other, you know, general move not to speak ill of those movies, those movies and those shows, they're great shows, but there's stuff that get that would get shown at, like, the, the Indie Films Awards, or, or something like that. Disney just did this. Disney did it, and they left no room for, during a time where George Floyd's murderer is being put on trial, and and the the same general thing is happening another two or three times during the course of the trial. Disney's out here like, yeah, no, uh, white people are wrong for this. And 
there's no guesswork. There's no guesswork. There's no way you can watch Falcon and Winter Soldier and walk away going, nah, it wasn't really about black people issues. There's no way. No, 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 no. They, they, that was a nuclear bomb of, quote, social justice entertainment. And you know what? It was great. Right. It wasn't black exploitation, which it easily could have been. Easily. Now, thank God that's not what happened. No, it wasn't. It, I wouldn't even say it was pandering, for one, because the comic already existed. Right. For those of you who don't know. Oh, I mean, and there are people pissed that it wasn't Bucky first. <laughs> it was a very well-written historical fiction. Not even historical, current. It was a well-written current fiction. I don't know if anybody, uh, how many of you are familiar with the term the looking glass self. That's what they did. They put a mirror up to America through our TV screens and it was like, look, look at this. Look at what we're doing to ourselves, to our, our community, to our country. It's. And like you said, to do it with the, the timing that the, it had. That's, yeah, that's why I can't stop talking about it. It's, the timing is just, I can't get over it. I cannot get over it and at all. If this had happened pre-George Floyd, it would not have had the impact on me that it's had. No, nah, I mean, it was, we would have been talking about how fun the show was. And, yeah, you know. Oh, man, I can't believe they did that with this villain. I can't believe they did that with this character. Oh, su- that was such and such? The finale came out the week of the verdict. Right, but we're instead talking about the fact that it's like, this is a black man that is Captain fucking America that just told the entire world to do better. He's like, you're in a position of power. You're no different than the people that you keep calling terrorists. Do better. And he fucking owned it. And again, that full review is coming in a couple of days. Because we got to get that shit out soon. Uh, I will definitely get with D. Uh, we're coming up on two hours. It's been an hour and 49 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's a long show. Um, but like I said, uh, not to not to get off track, It is this is going to be a timed exclusive for Patreon. It's going to be up. Uh, uh, it's not going to be quite a week this time. I'm going to do this as like a four-day one. Uh, it'll go live for everyone on uh, Anchor, Spotify, and Google, and Amazon on Tuesday. But it will be a timed ad-free that's the real kicker. It's a timed ad-free exclusive on Patreon, so you get access to that for being a patron. If you would like to subscribe to the show, uh, that is patreon.com slash perceptionblurred. I have a $1 tier just to help out. I have the uh, $9 tier, which gets you some pretty cool merch, and a shout-out from the show. Shout-out to Tara uh, Hawkins and Ryan Kinney and Mark Sanzato. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for helping out. Uh, I have a... Uh, I don't remember what tears I have. I should know this. <laughs> so we should, we should bring them on. I mean, hey, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's actually one of the tears. Oh, it's one uh, of the tears. Hey. Yeah. Let me look at this real quick. I'm new at this, guys. So leave, give, give me a. Give me a second here. I still don't think we actually got to everything we wanted to get to. It's just, uh, that's how this conversation goes. Uh, yeah, well, that's why I wanted to just do it off the cuff. Which is fine. It just, man, at the 
there's just so much more I really want to say. There's been stuff I've been I've been trying not to vent too much on social media because I wanted to say it here, but like I still feel like there's stuff I want to say. Right. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I've got a one dollar tier. Uh, that is just a shout out, you know, just saying thank you for supporting. Uh, I've got a three dollar tier. That's the shout out tier. Uh, you get to be a member of uh, the Blurred Council. Uh, this will get you a shout out, and I'll, I'll put your social media out there. The nine dollar tier gets you uh, everything before this, and you get to pick an episode if you'd like to. You get to pick a topic for me to talk about, um, or me and Cajun, or whoever else is on the show. Um, and then you also get some pretty cool merch. After three months, you'll get a exclusive sticker of the Perception Blurred logo. After six months of being a patron, you'll get a mini print of the logo. After eight, after nine months, you get an exclusive coffee mug of the logo. And after a full year of being a patron, you get an exclusive T-shirt of uh, the logo. So there's that. And then I have. You said a year was gonna... I thought you were going to say a year would come with an invite to the cookout. No, 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 not quite. Uh, no, that's a two. That's a two hundred dollars tier that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> no, for thirty five dollars a month, you get everything that was listed before, and then we will do a live video chat talking about, within reason, pretty much whatever you want to talk about. That one I'll probably have Cajun help me out with as well, and possibly D, um, so that way you get to know a little bit about all of us, and then we can cover a subject that you'd like to talk about again within reason, because I know there's some of y'all that will say some off the wall shit, and I've got Cajun for that already. So, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And or your cousin. Yeah, we got that covered. But that's if anybody wants to actually do the $35 tier. I honestly don't expect it, and I'm completely fine. If nobody wants to do it, that's fine. I'm down with that. That's just, that's where the option is. Um, You can be on the show, or uh, you can be on a exclusive live for $35. That will broadcast. I mean, everybody will get to see it. It won't just be like one-on-one time, Um, because I'm not... I'm not undervaluing myself. I'm not undervaluing Cajun. I'm not undervaluing anybody that's part of this project. I'm not worth $35 a month just to get private, a private conversation with me. Like, I know that. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy that's like, oh, hey. You know, I'm not trying to, like, say te- teach the world and offer my services for $35 a month. But, um, yeah, again, that's patreon.com slash perception blurred. I had to throw this in there. Right. <laughs> I will not be doing that. Cajun might. But um, to, to, again, not to get too much off topic, but I kind of want to wrap it up here a bit because we've been going for a while. Uh, I am expanding. I will make this as the official announcement. I haven't started. I'm, I'm starting the process. I'm getting the ball rolling. We are going to be expanding from just Perception Blurred, why not, to the Perception Blurred Network. We are working on several new shows featuring myself, Cajun, our buddy John from the old show, um, uh, who's one of our best friends. Um, D will be on more often. Our, my cousin Anthony will be on. We'll work with Earl for video stuff, but we are going to work on some new shows. I do still have that uh, relationship advice show uh, featuring Cajun that will be coming soon. We just haven't gotten around to getting anything banged out, any details worked out yet. But um, we will be doing that, and that thanks to the anonymous donator for that. We know who it is, but they didn't want any public publicized info going out about that one. But thank you again for that. Uh, but yeah, guys, we're working on some stuff. And it's gonna be we're gonna keep perception blurred. Why not? As its own thing, uh, that'll still be doing. I know you're trying to wrap up. I just got this notification, and it's entirely too relevant. Oh, sweet Christmas. <laughs> 
bar owner refuses to sh- refuses to show NBA games until LeBron James is expelled from. The I league. literally saw that the other day. Um, I'm just now getting it. Okay, so back to the show. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing. LeBron, I don't know for those those of you that didn't see what happened, but after Columbus, LeBron tweeted, "You're next." In reference to the Columbus case, people are mad as fuck. Especially since more details of the case came out. Um, again, LeBron didn't know apparently the full scope of everything. That's why he deleted the tweet. From from my understanding, from at least from a logical standpoint, that's why I think he deleted the tweet. Do I think that he was inciting violence or anything? Absolutely not. Do I think that people that are saying he was are being idiotic? Absolutely. Do I think people are trying to pass the buck? I do. LeBron James uses his platform, and he's allowed to. And LeBron stated an opinion, but he also, be okay with changing your opinion based on new facts. So now for this white bar owner to be mad... And not play NBA games, to me, it's smoke and mirrors. It's no different than all the white races that said they weren't watching the NFL until the kneeling stopped. It's just more of we're not allowed to do and say the things that white people are. Oh, yeah. We've had countless white politicians inciting violence within the past few years. White police officers, on record, on camera, saying certain things. White people, in general, just on quote the ground floor of existence I mean we talked about it a little bit ago white woman attacking a black kid talking about you're gonna get hell we can't even tweet something that honestly was not violent it was in response to the, the girl getting killed in Columbus he was saying you're next to the cop that they're gonna be arrested next because it happened the day of the verdict in fact let alone the day of the verdict, the news broke within minutes of the verdict being read. Right. Right, because that's not pushing a narrative at all. Right. So, I mean... I just want to be allowed to do the same thing my white neighbors do and be given the same benefit of whatever doubt is being given. Either all of us need to stop inciting violence or we all need to be given a chance to go, oh no, this is what I really meant. One or the other. It can't be in between where you're just looking at someone and going, no, that's what that's what that nigga meant. Right. Is he black? Right. So so since the uh, the obvious obvious read between the lines it just automatically happens to us. It's just about the and like Cajun said earlier, like and and the top of the first hour, um, we don't mean that we want white people treated the same way we're treated by cops. What we mean is we want to be treated the way white people are treated by cops. What I mean is I wanted this, I wanted um, the young lady in Columbus to be taken to Burger King for lunch after the fight was broken up. That's what I mean. I mean that they should have been able to de-escalate the situation. Again, I don't, I don't think she should have been killed. I think the cops' reaction and and response should have been better. But I still hold everyone in that neighborhood accountable for what happened to that young lady. But 
I want cops to be able to do the same things they do for white mass shooters that they do for black kids fighting. Until we get there, we keep fighting. That man really thinks the NBA is going to get rid of LeBron James for his damn bar. Yeah, for a dive bar in bumfuck Egypt. Do y'all know how much money LeBron James brings to the NBA? Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's one aspect of white privilege we haven't really ever ever really tapped on the ability to think that your opinion carries so much weight right that you can move mountains <laughs> this man thinks he can coerce the NBA <laughs> into expelling LeBron motherfucking James <laughs> mad but that is actually funny oh it that is. is hilarious this ain't like <laughs> the level of audacity is staggering this ain't like getting somebody canceled off a tv show right this is not the same thing lebron james is almost single-handedly kept the nba in green for the past two decades <laughs> and he thinks whoo Oh, uh, actually, you know, I, I needed. I think I needed to end the show on that note. Yeah. I really did. That's that's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, um, I agree. About to close out because we just hit that two-hour mark. Uh, and this is gonna be a hell of a job to edit. Um, thank you again to the patrons, uh, Tara Hawkins, Mark Sanzada, and Ryan Kenny. I appreciate you guys. Um, Again, reach out to me either through Patreon or on Facebook and tell me what you would like to hear. We'll do a, a topic based on what you want, what you guys want to hear. Um, this will be up as a timed exclusive ad-free on Patreon later this afternoon. And it will go live on my other uh, on my website and on the, the, the other pages um, probably Tuesday. I'm hoping to get it out by then. And we are going to get more shows out within the next couple of weeks uh again the falcon the falcon and winter soldier review is coming i gotta get with d and see when he's free so we can do that um and again the the luke cage rewatch slash um re-examination the uh black lightning we should probably get to that okay uh falcon winter soldier and then just the all-encompassing yeah, black. With the, with the three of them, because those are like the three big yeah. superhero shows for us right now. Yep. Yeah, so we should probably get into that. And um, I mean, there's there's tons of stuff to talk about. Again, the new shows are coming. We are working on a bunch of stuff. There there'll be as much as like uh, a perception blur. Why not? Will still be its own thing. That'll be where we cover uh, the black experience. That's what we're going to be talking about here. Uh, other things under the Perception Blur Network, that's going to be the new name under the Perception Blur Network, will include, uh, potentially, we'll see what you guys are, if you guys are interested, we're going to do a wrestling podcast featuring uh, John and Cajun, uh, time time uh, allowing. Uh, we will still talk geeky stuff, we'll do video game reviews, movie reviews and stuff. On another show, uh, we will do the relationship column with Cajun, which I don't know what we're going to call it yet. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure if it's just going to be relationships or just romance in general. Yeah, we'll we'll cover we'll we'll cover a broad spectrum, and it'll more than likely be me, uh, May sitting me sitting next to Cage and telling him to shut up. Um, we'll get we'll get D to say here, cut the recording. Right. 
Stop it. Hit the stop button. We're not done. But uh, yeah, guys, a lot of content coming. The wheels are turning. Uh, for those of you that aren't in the know, I am actively working on a writing project of some sort. I don't know if it's going to be just an essay paper or a book, um, but it's coming. I'm working on that. But the last couple of weeks have just been really hard to write because it's just going to be basically what we said today in written form. And I don't want to do that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, first episode is going to be we already have a topic for it for the for, for the relationship yeah, show oh yeah yeah go ahead drop it uh how to talk about kinks with your partner if you've never done it before yeah so um, and, you know talk about those things that you may be feel embarrassed about or just afraid to talk about now mind you first. neither one of us nobody in the show is licensed to talk about any of this no, stuff necessarily this is all completely opinion-based stuff uh we're going to have fun with it so just i mean laugh with us joke with us play with us i mean some of the stuff will be serious like we'll be real about shit when this is going to be based on cajun's experiences for the most part and then for those of us to get involved in the show and talk about it it's going to be based on our experiences from a personal level um so i mean honestly just have fun with it like don't take it seriously take it as face value um and that's not even dis discounting cajun's ability to talk about this stuff that's just being real I don't want people to be like, well, this is what they told me to do on that show. Well, none of us are licensed to tell you that. So, <laughs> this I just, I just let my freak flag fly and I feel like anybody that knows me knows that. Right. So, again, thank you guys for listening today. Uh, this one ran really long. This is going to be that time exclusive. I'm going to get it up, banged out tonight. I'm going to edit this as soon as we get done. Um, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for all the support. Uh, the show is a year old now, Cajun. I've been doing this again for a year. And for everybody that's telling me not to stop and has, has persuaded me to keep recording, I appreciate y'all. Uh, I wouldn't have this show again without you guys. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep getting bigger. We're going to talk about everything. And as soon as... That's the one thing I want to cover that will be on perception blurred why not and maybe a new show if we do that too as soon as the mount westmore album comes out we will be covering that because let me tell y'all snoop dogg ice cube too short and e40 as a rap supergroup is what we need in hip-hop right now thank you for listening that's where i'm going to end it because i'm super excited about that again i'm going to go listen to their single from uh the fight club event the other night you guys have a good one thank you be kind to each other, and for the love of God, wash your goddamn hands.